special guest today um mikey byerga michael byerga mike byerga byerga um welcome to camp shan babe all the things i love it welcome to camp shan babe Thanks where everything me. is free uh you just heard the theme song you know what's up oh, um so good so i'm so so very excited <laughs> for this episode because i have known mike since 2012 oh, when wow. i first moved here yeah um mike say hi 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 world um, Alan. so <laughs> you're gonna get to know him very well throughout this yes. podcast i'm sure absolutely um but we've got ourselves a broadway star in the house um and that's very special Two and i think broadway stars in the house oh stop um i am a future broadway star no i mean hopefully <laughs> god um <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be like that like 45 to 50 year old Broadway star that it's like, she tried for so long and she finally got it. Um, she peaked at 55. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I first met Mike. I had moved here in June of 2012. Uh, July 4th, 2012. Um, Mike had won this like, what was it? It was like an open bar. And oh that, my god, that's right? totally right. That's Over where at I the met old you. traffic on 9th Avenue. It was Avenue. called Traffic on 9th Avenue. Oh. It has since been like five different things in the, like the six years I've lived here. But. Down in Hell's Kitchen, baby. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hell's Bitchin' Kitchen, where yes. we are right now. Best and reason time. <laughs> our friend Chad took me there and was like, This is my friend. And I remember you saying something to me. You were like, Oh, I'm going to keep you in my group. I love you. I love your energy. <laughs> and we just stayed friends. We really did. Um, it's been years. It has been years. So, let's jump into your story. Yeah. Let's start from beginning. Totally. Baby Mikey. Sliding out. Tell me, sliding out of the vagina. Yes. What's going through your mind? Center splits. Center splits. Turn out. Yeah. Turn out. Twirls. Yeah. Turns. All of it. PKs. Four. What's happening? So, she came out and, um, yeah, Um, yeah. Texas was Houston, cute. Right? Houston, the yep. Texas was where it started. Um, I was going to be an architect. Like, that's super weird, right? Were you, like, straight then? I was super straight. Like, Wait, I'm sorry. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know when you were coming out. When did you come out? I came out when I was, like, 21 really? in Texas. Yeah. I mean, like, in Texas, it's hard. Yeah. It's, it, it's different there. I mean, I call Houston like the blue dot in a red state because it's actually very liberal. We had our first like lesbian mayor like recently. You guys did. For, like two terms. Yeah. Annalise Parker. It was, she's amazing. Annalise, Annie, Annie's Parker, the whiskey. Um, but yeah, it was, it was kind of cool. Um, I think like my first exposure to like the gay life was like, you know, 
my Queenie friends, uh, whoever we picked out at school, like take me out and be like, oh my, so this is the strip. This is how you're gay. I mean, picture me like clean shaven, lip gloss, tight jeans. You know what I'm saying? Like it was very. I mean, bitch, are you talking about last week? Like, like maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Minus the lip gloss, but I remember like even like um, foundation. Like I didn't know how to apply makeup, and I would I would watch my friends like you know beautify themselves, and I would just have like one compact of foundation, and I would just like put it all over the face. Bitch, so, I feel like that's what I did before, <laughs> before like, the internet. Like when you had to learn from Cosmopolitan, yeah. you literally went and bought your cover girl from CVS, that's and like it. the one tone. You figure it out. You fucking figure it out. All these girls today, like who like get all these tutorials. <laughs> I'm like, bitch, I went to CVS and brought and bought ivory because We're do, like, my a skin lush, is like for the highlight, yeah. a little sweat, like whatever. Yeah, no, it's it was it was different coming out down there, but. Um, yeah, it was kind of cool. What was your high school life like? I wasn't, like, in fine arts or anything. I was just, I was, like, literally, like, ROTC and, like, nothing that trained me for this. I think what really got me started was, like, gymnastics. But when did you start gymnastics? Like, when I was, like, seven, like, on and off. I was this huge kid and, like, I could not, like... My parents were looking for something that would, like, help me lose weight and stuff. Wait, and you were, like, huge, I was, like, like physically huge, huge. Like, huge. I mean, because you're very tall. How tall are you? Like, 5'11 now. But I was, like, short and, like... No, I feel like you're taller than that. I no, feel like you're, like, 6'2". I'm just... No? Not. No, I'm, like, 5'11". You just walk very tall. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, like, stick up my butt or something. <laughs> no, it's good. Like, I feel like I love men who, like, look taller. Like, yeah. you present taller because it's, like, confidence, it right? Is. It's, like, yeah. tits t- t- out, you know? Mm-hmm. Um... But no, I was like, yeah, I was this little meatball, and I couldn't do anything. Honestly, literally, like truly, I couldn't do anything that was upper body related. I would have to like, like I could do like vault and floor because I could like take off running and find the momentum to get my fat ass around. You know what I'm saying? Like to flip over. It was just ridiculous. Bars sucked. <laughs> Can I just tell you how much I fucking hate bars? Do bars do suck. It's hard. The uneven bars. To this day, like, still haunt me. Like, I remember when I was in gymnastics as a kid, and they'd be like, skin the cat. And I'm like, I can't do that. Skin my, my pussy. I can't do this. Skin my pussy. I can't do this. I said that as a six-year-old in gymnastics. No. I was always a beam and floor person. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's good. Because that's, like, flexibility. Right. You know, that, that's that's more dancey. Yes. Right? Um, but I would always do, like, the, like the Dominic Dawes flick. Mm-hmm. Post ninety six, and they thought I was crazy, but I'd always win, so they always get upset. Dominique Muciano or Dominique Dawes? Uh, definitely like a hybrid, because I think oh. Dawes had this like like straight arm flexion. Dawes had like woke black chick before that was a term. She was like the girl. Remember? She was like the black athlete, like the Wheaties black Wheaties baby. black yeah. athlete, totally. all American girl. Mm-hmm. Simone Biles before Simone Biles. She was, was like the first even thing. conceived, right? Yes. She was. I was scared for her, but she did it. Um, she but, did, and she competed in three gymnastics um, Olympics, yes, gymnastics, which is yes. unheard of for a gymnast. She's like stupid amazing. Um, She's so good. One, like she competed in 1992, 1996, and 2000. 2000. Beat that bitch. Yeah, it was insane. Amazing. It was so good. But yeah, it was like gymnastics and then um, um, middle school. I mean, I went to Catholic school like a, yeah. like a very small kid, and then they caught me doing... Um, ungodly things in the bathroom with other boys so they sent me to what fine age? art school i was like seven so that's like the age where you're exploring your exploring, sexuality right like, i mean i remember that was probably the first time i like 
tiddled, you know. Tweedled your twat. Tweedled you know, it, like, you know. Yeah, it's good. Because we're kids. Like, I, I feel like kids, like, don't understand their sexuality, but they understand, like, physical sensations. That's why it's totally, right? like, with gay and, and straight and bi or whatever you are, I mean, open, obviously, but, like, at seven, I, I knew exactly what to do with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, obviously, like, I never you saw had anything, a... Yeah good sensation right and you followed it it's not like it's perversion it's it's a right. hu- instinctual human definitely thing. discovery yeah. yeah and like they like a nun caught me actually one time with a another boy yeah it was bad and like i just i remember i'll never forget like i saw like her like kitten heel feet underneath the stall in the bathroom just like boys what's ha- you know what's going on and i'm just like on top of the toilet seat like shriek shaking my tits off like, like i mean let's be like, real it's probably good you got out of that catholic school before a priest yikes. did anything ungodly to you I because mean, I... the catholic hypocritic uh, hypocrites am i right am i right am i right oh, um, oh, i had yeah. a whole i had a whole episode called catholic guilt with my friend chris you can go visit it i think it's like episode 4 yeah um my friend Chris was like staunch Catholic for it's like super yeah it's normal usually it's how it starts you know but it, what I think is crazy about Catholicism is like the guilt I mean it, oh, it's forever I call it Catholic guilt it's terrible it's well like, no it's 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 is that a thing it's like a no it is like it's, totally it's like a, it's like a buzz thing it's, it's like absolutely it's thing. it's forever though it's insane I still like to this day to this day feel bad about like masturbation yeah I mean <laughs> yeah there's so many yeah. I think just religion in general is like what you take from it too. And I'm, I'm very actually religious. I'm like super Baptist and I mean, I still go to service and everything, but it's just like, you know, when I hear certain things like, uh, you know, it's, so, it's funny if, if I go to church with like my mom in Houston or something and literally like they'll say that like, they'll start talking about homophobia or like whatever, you know, whatever it is or homosexuality. And um, we kind of just both like have that moment of just like, so how's your day? Like, we just check out of church really quick, and we're mm-hmm. just like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. I'm good. How are you? This isn't going well, is it? No. How do you reconcile that in. in your mind? I, I'm very spiritual, and I think, yeah. like, I mean, no um, religion's perfect. I, um, well, and religion is just, just an interpretation, in. like a uh, man-made interpretation totally. of a greater thing. Totally. And, I mean, I think, yeah... All religions are, are somewhat related to the same, you know, higher power, and it's just like, who knows, like what's what rules constitute an afterlife, or you know what I mean? It's yeah. like what you believe in, and, and I think as long as you're not a shithead person and you make a difference in the world, then you're pretty okay, you know. I think that's actually <laughs> that's really so beautiful. That, yeah, like, yeah, I think that's beautiful that you're able to look past the flaws in totally. your chosen religion totally, because. Yeah. Um, I think that's really hard for a lot of members of the gay community. Absolutely. Because it is such um, an anti-gay narrative in Absolutely. the Christian world. Um, I actually, it's weird. I ended up, very long story short, I ended up, uh, like, a, I want to say a year ago, ending up at an evangelical mass mm. in Massachusetts. Mm. Who somebody, I mean, I'm not a big fan of church, but not to say that I don't think that it serves a higher purpose for a lot of people and is a good thing. I think that I bring, or I have some uh, 
negative feelings that I harbor. And so therefore right. I'm more spiritual. I'm more Buddhist, kind of like a yin and yang, you know, karma, kind of what goes around comes around. A hodgepodge. Like, exactly. A hodgepodge yeah, you of, take, you of take all religions, things, right? Yeah. I like a lot of things about Hinduism, you know. Um, but it's like that, that like first episode of like queers, queer eye, yeah. right? Yeah. It's so beautiful. Right. And like how, you know, they can look past just the BS of kind of old codified right man-made religion like you said you exactly know I mean? so i ended up um accidentally I, I should say accidentally but there's a longer story behind it but i ended up at this evangelical mass right and the whole thing was about gay people and um evangelicals go a little bit crazy it's right. it's, it's a it's a little bit more of like a i would say borderline hate speech mm-hmm. um they're very passionate about yes. and so i <laughs> violently started shaking and crying during the mass and eventually ran out and then got into a huge argument mm-hmm. over dinner with this evangelical woman but that's what's scary about it it's like it's not the stupid people that are doing all this hate <laughs> shit it's like smart people smart intelligent successful mm-hmm. people with this ignorance that they'll actually back. Mm-hmm. And well, scary. and let's go into the bigger picture. Like, not even just evangelicals, but mm-hmm. like right-wing politicians or right-wing thinkers. It's right. the same narrative. Right. Um, it's not the stupid people we're worried about. It's about the right. intelligent, right. successful people that are askew, you know? And I think it's... What it is, is it's very easy to buy into fear. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, fear is, um, fear markets itself because fear is Darwinian, right? You go across the street, you don't look both ways, you get hit by a car, you die. You're afraid of a car, right? And it's Darwinian. Yeah, Yeah. in different ways. It's like, yeah. Because fear comes out, you know, in in like self esteem and, you know, yeah. That's hard. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so. it's, it's, It's a good conversation to have, you know? Walk me through what it was like coming out to your family. So my, mm, I think when it came out to my mom and dad, they already knew. But in terms of like accepting, I think my, they were very hurt. And like, I mean, like I came home one day and like my mom threw all of my clothes out on the lawn. (laughs) So like hurt because... Why? Because they thought you weren't going to live the life that you... They honestly were, like, the most supportive things in my life. And I think they just felt more upset that I didn't, like, express the truth to them of, like, what I was into. So they felt like you were lying by omission. Exactly. And it was just, like, no matter what it was, you know, they they wanted to support me, but I wouldn't let them in. So I think they just got frustrated at a point in time in my life where they were just like, well, we don't fucking know, you know, what's going on with you. So in your act, and then I started obviously acting out, being a teenager and like, you know, being very upset and staying out all that, you know, night and doing crazy things. So it was probably more of like the cover up than the actual thing. And it didn't give them a fair shot to like actually accept because half the, half the thing about acceptance is they have to see you being successful in whatever you choose to be or like you know what I mean like live a good life that way if they're not open to being gay it's like it's it's nice to see 
you know, your son or daughter being happy and thriving as opposed to like, you know, being in the corner with AIDS and, and right. Yeah. It's like, you know, what what everyone thinks. (laughs) Right. Yeah. What everybody is so afraid of is this stereotypical gay narrative, which is so so outdated at this point because like the eighties have not been here for a long time. It's been a while. Yeah. It's it's been quite a while. Not to be forgotten, but it's not to be forgotten. We've definitely made so many strides. Yes. Correct. Um, okay. So you come out Mm -hmm. and you said you were like 21. So now you're in college. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are you exploring? Well, I started, I started like from gymnastics, like all of high school. I didn't, I didn't really like do that at all, but honestly, I just wanted to like get out of like, I need like an elective. So I just like signed up for breakdancing and I was like, let me just like figure this out. Ended up loving it because they just wanted me for my flips, obviously. But like, you know. So you never lost those tricks from gymnastics. No. Which is insane because like, I don't know that I could still do my round of back handspring back tuck. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't even know. It's, yeah. Like the last time I did a round of back handspring back tuck, I was probably 20. Yeah. I mean, I definitely maintained it. Like I, I did like. I competed in trampoline okay. um, and tumbling, and I won nationals. But then after, like, I literally saw... Oh, no big like, deal. You just won No nationals. big deal. I just won the little nationals. It's cute. Um, 2015. Um, <laughs> 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 I mean, no, sorry. Uh, 2005? I was going to say, it's I was like, 2015, so like, just so happened? Recent. Why didn't you invite me, bitch? I know, 2005. Okay, yeah. 2005. Wait, what, what year did you graduate high school? If you don't mind saying. 2005. Okay, so I'm a year younger than you. I was 2006. We're both dating ourselves, so it's okay. We're in our 30s. Sorry. All this, all this yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was just like signing up for breakdancing. And then um, one of my teachers like sought me out and was like, oh my God, you could actually like pick a choreography. Like everybody else is like, you know, cool breakdancer, but like not interested in like other forms. So like I just ended up like being able to pick it up and therefore started doing like their dances and their showcases and then you know that just I think it just hit like a, a spark in me and I started doing it outside of school and just went, like joined a few like hip-hop companies in Houston Planet Funk and Dance Force and So Real and just like you know started taking class you know I think that's so fascinating super cool uh, because you know one of the things that I you know, I don't dislike about the New York theater community, but it it is discouraging to me as, like, a rock singer is, like, to see all these people be like, I went here, and I studied here, and I studied with this teacher, and, like, whatever, and I'm like, yo, I'm just this girl. Like, yeah, I went to the Berklee College of Music, which is amazing, That's, like, but, so like, cool, though, you know but, I mean? like, I didn't go to some fancy, like, school for musical theater. Like, I didn't, like, study professionally with an acting teacher. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's cool to see, like, that you just, you followed your passion for dance. Right, yeah. And you did what instinctually was right for you. And Absolutely. you found... I mean, like, I had friends, like, my best friend, Ariana, like, she's coming up in two weeks. But um, she, like, I had a, a bunch of friends, like, that went to, that went to fun schools. Like, you know, since they were, like, tw- you know, uh, 12 or, you know, have been in ballet since they were, like, six and they're burnt out. And it's, yeah. like, it's nice to actually have lived a life before, kind of, you know what I mean? And, like, not have that, not have art be all of me. But then now I have this 
perception of what my reality is and that makes it so much more beautiful to then have a platform to express it so it's like do you know what I mean it's like so nice that like I think it's you know I've been listening to um obviously I'm producing a podcast but I listen to a lot of different podcasts and it's um RuPaul has a lot of actors and actresses come Mm -hmm. on um his show and it's interesting to see the actors and actresses who have been working since birth Mm -hmm. or since they were adolescent absolutely yeah as opposed to the people that maybe found it later in life. Right. Like it's there's a like, different... You know, like the Disney kids stars. Like, yeah. mama took me to, like, you know... I have a, I've had a manager since I was a Disney Channel star right. when I was five. And it's... You know, it's like... You know, some people who come from that world have been very successful. Um, but we obviously see the repercussions of what it is to be a child star and grow into that. And then also, you lose some of your identity. You know why do you think why do you think Miley why do you think Miley went fucking bananas? No, you definitely like lose like like you know sometimes you lose your childhood if you if you do that. Like why do you think Miley acted out? Why do you think Ariana Grande is acting out? Like why do you think they're all doing this because they didn't have we had we got to act out in private right exactly right exactly and I think honestly my, my one of my biggest opinions of like of gay actors or queer actors in general is like I mean I'm sure I'm not like the uh, an Academy Award winning actor yet or any, you know what I mean like I don't yet. never had like acting training or, or formally had to like do a scene you know what I mean but I think just by um having to pretend for a, a large part of my life makes my work real yes like honestly seriously well, truly. to be I'm honest sure not the just being able there. to live Absolutely, like have okay. Well, I can't be who I am, so I have to pretend to be somebody else. That's pretty much acting, isn't it? Yeah, like, it, 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 <laughs> yes, one hundred percent. I don't know. Um, okay. So speaking of acting, um, so you're in Houston. You're getting into dancing. Getting you're doing dancing. whatever. Mm-hmm. What is your transition into the theater world? When do you find it? How do you find your voice? How do you get into this world that eventually leads you to tours and cruise ships and then Broadway? Yeah, I mean, I think... Well, I definitely started um, taking it more seriously in college, like, um, because... I'm sorry, where did you go to school again? Oh, yeah, yeah. I went to uh, University of Houston to start for, for, for architecture. And while I was doing architecture, like, by day, at night, I was like doing dance companies and like doing little gigs and actually um drag like the drag circuit like the um what is it called it's not the ballroom scene but um we used to compete in the pageants down in the oh, south oh yeah like the 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 yeah the drag pageants yeah we used to do drag pageants all the time um I, I did this company called urban souls and it was just one of the most amazing experiences of my life i mean um harry guy just like literally taught that it wasn't about the technique that it was more about the acting which obviously i didn't have any at the time so it like totally let me feel like oh i I can actually be a performer you know what i mean and like and then it came later and then i started getting like you know ballet companies would want me to guess just because i was a boy like they'd like oh we need an extra boy for my ballerina to partner and through that i got like free ballet lessons so then you know yeah 
it was like I was blessed with a lot of like amazing influences in Houston that like allowed me to like explore and get better and you know yeah let me dream a little bit I think that's crazy um and amazing like a ballet company came to you in Houston a huge company like yeah yeah, that's uh, I think that's what's so cool about like my group of friends is that everybody has this totally interesting and unique path like 100% you know honestly we met you know whatever six years ago and then all of a sudden um I'm finding like out these things about you I mean I I know like a lot about your background but just like being able to um like hear about this crazy path that you had to get where you are is is really inspiring because it's like people think that xyz needs to be done no and it doesn't um you are a person of color Mm -hmm. tell us about your background um i'm puerto rican 100 percent. but like i mean even with like saigon like going in for that show it was like you know they're, they're, asked, they're like, are you Asian? Like, what are you? We don't know who you are. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, I think one of the, the great things about you is that you can be a chameleon. Absolutely. Because you yeah. look mm-hmm. Latino. Yeah. You look possibly Islander. Yeah, look, there's like so many different... You could Italian. Yeah. You, um, we talk about race and culture and uh, sociological... Packing, yeah. Yes. What has been your experience? Because the performance world can be so superficial and so... And I mean superficial in the way that superficiality. Like you're literally looking at a person and making a decision. Absolutely. Um, I feel like it is better today. But, you know, even five years ago, ten years ago, if you're not white presenting straight um dark hair kind eyes as a man it's it's difficult unless you are playing the queen or the black right exactly the asian person the stereotypical right of of your so like if you had come up five ten years ago it's like your role is in the Heights. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Of and that's In the Heights, Bernardo. In the night um yeah. <laughs> West Side Story. West Side Story, yeah. And that's it. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, Saigon was a a great casting for you. I think you fit in really well. I think the uh, level of dance very much fit the level of talent that you have. Totally. But what is it still like? Is it do you feel like you're pigeonholed into certain roles? Do you feel like you've been lucky enough to kind of just you know float into different things like how has that shaped right your career i think i've been very lucky in terms of like having more opportunities like than um most just by being like racially ambiguous but um i do see friends that do get stuck you know in that one genre or like that one casting that one role um that one type right um i don't know I think, I think with my ethnicity, it's been, um, uh, it's been, it's been hard whenever I think 
as so I'm Latino, right? I'm Puerto Rican. Mm -hmm. um, I don't speak fluent Spanish, mm -hmm. so I think now there's this new thing. It's so in the Haiti story, right? But it's it is true, like. I go in for a Latino role and then I don't, you know, speak 100% uh, Spanish and they can they can feel that, you know what I mean? And there's certain roles where they'll start, you know, asking. So it's like... It, it's like you're it, not even weird, Latino enough. It's, like, it's like, like before you were, it's like you're not white enough and now it's like you're not Latin enough. Right, we need you to really like bring up the Latin. Like where where is that? Do you have like a Spanish ad that you can give? And I really would have to like go look it up and, you know, I probably could, but like, you know... It's like, you know, it's the, the I, line keeps moving. Yeah. I, you know, I think it's never like. <laughs> right. Settling. And I think this is where yeah. it's so difficult is like, you know, there are shows that require. Correct. Like The Color Purple. Right. Right. That right. is a story about race. Right. About the black culture. Right. Um, you can't colorblind cast. Absolutely. The Color Purple. Absolutely. Um, you cannot colorblind cast Miss Saigon for certain roles. Right. Which is a big part of, like, right. the casting in general. Because, like, I remember, like, auditioning for auditioning for it nine times. It was crazy. Can I just say, I remember, so, it was my birthday... Last year, I think, right? Oh, it was... 2017? Was it 2017? Yeah, it was... Uh, no, was it two years ago? Was it 26? Because it was December. So it would have been December 16. Okay. When you found out you were... Oh, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. That, that was so like it was two my years birthday. Ago. Yeah, it was my birthday, December 2016. And you came to this apartment. And I remember you being like... I, you were the first person who showed up to my birthday party. Because I had my birthday party here yeah. at this apartment. And you were like, I got it. You were like, it's happening. I got Miss Segahan. And I was like... <laughs> I remember just being like... Yeah! Like, I remember like just being... So happy and like you know when your happiness as a performer right. you know that your happiness is genuine mm -hmm. when you feel like your friend's win is your win absolutely and absolutely. that's like 100%. how i think that i differentiate sometimes jealousy from being happy for somebody right. who's a performer because mm -hmm. i can i can tell when i'm like well she's not that good and i'm like that's right. my ego that's my jealousy talking yeah. but like when you said that i was like pure joy yeah right yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so you get Miss Saigon after yeah. auditioning nine well, I was, times. I was like, I was in, um, I was doing a contract out of Tuacon. Um, we're doing like Hunchback Notre Dame. Like, like a, like was that a, when you were with Jacques? You guys uh, were taking all those photos out there and shit. We did, we did, a, we did a photo shoot out I there because exactly. he, he came to visit and we, you know, had these like mountains. We had to like document. You oh know. my god, it looks so. so <laughs> Mike has these like series of like beautiful pictures he took out. Actually, like, Daryl the Getman, Tucson Mountains. Daryl Getman got me up at like six. She was assisting um, Hunchback of Notre Dame and was just like, I have like got to photograph you and uh, Nicole Marie, and we just woke up at like five a.m. Like trek up, you know, in these mountains, and we just like shot for three hours, and they're incredible. I mean, the Utah mountains. I mean, Stupid. oh wait, okay, so wait, you weren't in Tucson. I'm thinking you're in Tucson. Tucson. Oh, yeah. yeah, so Utah. Not Tucson, yeah. Arizona. Got no, it. Not to um, still mountains, still but mountains. different mountains. Beautiful mountains. Uh, Snow beautiful Canyon. Mountains. Um, gowns. Beautiful gowns. Uh, you <laughs> yes. Beautiful. Beautiful gowns. Um, we're going to talk about Shady Divas later. But, um, <laughs> so, okay, you get Saigon. 
you auditioned nine times. Well, because I was out there for, with the show. Right. And I think I was just so, like, we're from New York, so we're used to, like, one hundred like constant stimulation and like mm-hmm. you know we we go out to have have a drink at a bar we we'll go see all of our friends we could do so much stuff here and then we're in the middle of Utah and there's nothing to do but the show and the shows are impeccable we did Peter Pan Tarzan and and Hunchback is amazing can I tell you what? Peter Pan is so my favorite show it's my jam it's so good I grew up on the Mary Martin version. Oh yeah, that's the one we did. It's yes, uh, and that's Columbo. and that is the Broadway version. Yep. But my mom had taped the Mary Martin version on HBO, like back in the early '90s when you would get like the free week of HBO, and oh, she yeah. taped it on a VCR. I used to watch that thing on repeat, and then I remember in my high school, or not in my high school, when I was like in elementary school, we did it in my community theater. And the woman who ran the community theater, her daughter did not like me, so I never got good parts. (laughs) So I was, like, stuck as, like, Indian number five, Mm -hmm. which is, like, I'm sorry. First of all, the show's racist. (laughs) I mean, I know I love it, but, like, the show is racist. Yeah, there's some moments. Uh, There are, like, (laughs) severely insensitive, terrible racial moments, but I think for me... Right. The thing that stuck with me even today and and being able to like reflect on it is the fact that the whole show is about coming together. Totally. Right? So, you know, even though the Mary Martin version had a white... White. White tiger lily. Quite. Like, literally blonde tiger lily. Quite. um, The whole show was the fact that the Lost Boys could come together with the Indians to defeat the evil pirates right so like that's like the whole thing but um also just the music it's so whimsical it's It's so just like a coming of age or like not coming of age of like you want to remain retain your childhood and you want to grow up anyway it's a it's a classic i'm running on a tangent but fine so anyway had to go on that tangent i love so much it's a gorgeous score um And Patty Columbus choreography. I know a place where dreams are born and time is never planned. That's the best. Just think of lovely things and your heart will fly on wings. I mean, like, I literally. On wings. Never, never land. I mean, it's miles beyond. Right there where you stand. I mean, it's just so. It, like it's just. It's so like I don't know. Something gets very whimsical. I don't know. No, it's gorgeous. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Um. So, so yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's. <laughs> so funny. I know. We, in, we talk about showbiz, and we're, we're like in another Utah. world. It's okay. Listen, it's my show. I no, and that's my show. <laughs> No, we're like, we ran it in rep. So we're doing Hunchback, which is like the most beautiful music ever. And um, yes. and Peter Pan and Tarzan. And so I had all this downtime and I like sent in my agent. And I was like, I see Saigon's having auditions. Like, Let me figure this out. And um, they're like, yeah, well, we need you to fly up, you know, to audition for this appointment. And I'm like, well, I'm working full-time in Utah I can't not for the first appointment so uh, Mary Sugarman and Tara Rubin generously and kindly let me audition abroad and um, literally every Friday for about 
of three months it was like you know tape it fridays like it was like thank you tara rubin for allowing this beautiful man yes thank you tara rubin every and very <laughs> sugar part of your show yes exactly <laughs> and also cast me call me I ca- cast me call me if, beat me if you want to reach me yes if you want to page me yeah. please do <laughs> um but yeah it was just you know when I think when you when you're going through something, and I don't I would I want to say too, God was going through anything, but I think when you um, have to fight for something, it just makes the story more interesting. And like, had I just like booked it off of you know one or two appointments, it wouldn't be fun. But the fact that they literally made me audition again and again and again, and that is every show, that is every show, and that's resilience. It's resilience, and it shows yes. you know um, integrity and. Um, willingness to work. I mean, I think we did, we did, there's like one song um, in Saigon called um, The Nightmare Scene. Ooh. Wait, is that the one that's like, there's a sign here? Yes, exactly. Yes. You totally know. Uh, no, I, so I know the, that song because I had to actually coach through somebody's audition, not you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I had to coach him through... The tempo is very tricky. The tempo, because I had to, like, literally be like, one, two, three, like four, five, five one, two, three, nine, four, yeah. one, and one, and one, and one, two, three, insane. four, five. And so I remember, like, sitting there with him just being Trying like, to we can't through. sing this, let's just do the tempo first. Right, right. Yeah. It's so, I mean, so Schoenberg is amazing i mean look listen come on i was actually able to use my conducting one and two from berkeley college of music skills you got to use it it's like <laughs> that's the one tell my friend it's the best um so yeah, well so that there's that scene and i think there's about it's it's like the big male on <laughs> the big male ensemble situation um which it's where like the the entire male ensemble comes up and literally has a a call and response with Kim and Chris and John and we go through it line by line like you heard and it's like I think seven parts or eight parts it's, it's like there's a lot of parts I mean I like lot. looked it's at the breakdown the it's crazy but it's a call and response so like you right. know and right. even in the, in the production the stage show it's so fast that you literally come on stage do your line and then you run away and then you start moving these gates with a helicopter but um, I literally did the entire thing as like a song so I, did, I, did, I like did the entire song by myself, just sang through all seven parts. Well, but that's what that's what the person who I was helping audition for had to do the same thing. Yes. And I remember being like, "This is unreasonable." But it's, like that's but that's what it is. Like I mean, I guess they want to see how you work under that. Absolutely. Pressure. And the funny thing, I mean, I mean, I guess it's what you do when you're when you're fighting for that spot. But like I I, I like I look at it a few times uh, earlier this month actually. And it's just so funny to watch. And I'm, like, giving you, like, every single character, like, serving beat different person, beat different person, beat different person. Bitch, that's what you gotta was, do. I was schizophrenic, schizophrenia, like, to the extreme. Schizophrenia, Fantasia, yes. Berlino. It was crazy. And I think, like, even Michael Hopewell from um, uh, Tuacon actually helped me out with a lot with it. And it was just a matter of, like, how funny, you know, each time... We did it, you know, and the outcome would always just be insane. But we got through it, and so nine times. It was, it was a lot. Well, I think this is the, the thing that makes me feel better and the thing that makes me feel worse about uh, the business we're in. I mean, I should say more so you in because I've, like, kind of sold myself to the devil and, like, <laughs> gotten a quote-unquote corporate job. But um, 
the book is not closed on Absolutely my not. no ep- never it's never gonna close but um not till across the universe comes uh, to Broadway. we'll talk about that later okay. um but <laughs> um i think the thing that makes me feel great and the thing that also makes me feel terrible is that you never know why the answer is no and i think that's i think that is why performers in new york are like the best out there because it's a matter of faith and it's pretty much like you know what's going to happen today or tomorrow and anything that you do in life so why should theater be any different right and and so for me it's like oh god I remember I, so I was up for the this was back when I was non-union mm. um, up for the Joy Doing um, off-Broadway tour of Mamma Mia oh yeah I was perfect for that role. Mm-hmm. It's my genre. It's my look. Absolutely. I was up for the part of like one of the friends, like right. specifically the quirky friend. I had rehearsed love, love until <laughs> the day is done. My sides, the whatever. I got the call back. I went. I get the into stars the were aligning. The stars were aligning. I got in the room and my voice cracked. It's, Which my voice never ooh, cracks. It ooh. just does not crack. But some, you know, so, especially with breath control, it's honey. Me too, honey. You just overshoot. You overshoot, honey. And I remember I sobbing and sobbing and sobbing. And you know, after that, I went on to do American Idol, and there, yeah, you know, there were that. other things that are feats that I have had, but. Um, feel like now I've gotten into a place where I'm not as active um, in the theater community. Mm-hmm. I don't audition as much as I used to. I don't perform as much as I used to. Um, and I think what I'm looking for right now is like the right thing. Absolutely. And I think everyone gets to that place too in their career where it's like, you know, at first you're, you're first trying to get the first one, right? Right. And then you want to get the second one, and then you want to sustain, and then you want to um, sustain your body, and then yeah. you want to re- figure out your retirement plan, and what's next. And then next, just die. And then, <laughs> and then death. After the um, death. Okay, you know? so you get Saigon. Yeah. You're in Saigon. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about not only eight shows a week, but being a swing. Because you swung for how many different <laughs> how many different roles did you swing for? I think the ensemble because it said about um, I forget the math, but it was like between twenty and thirty um, tracks right on stage. And you knew all of them uh, for the most pretty part. Pretty much, yeah, like ninety percent of them, and had uh, did every track. I mean, we checked them off. It was every track. Um, we had such a large cast. Everyone's so lovely and talented, but um, we literally had um, just actually. Uh, so much can happen in 525,600 minutes. You know, in one year, how do you measure? How can you measure? How can you measure? Measure a year. Measure a year. In daylights? Mm, I would think sunsets, though. In moonlights. Midnights and cups of coffee. Cups of coffee. Or whiskey. In smiles? I like smiles. Laughter. Laughter's funny. Strife. Yep. All the things. Gotcha. Yep. In diapers? <laughs> I love, like, in the second in verse di- when they put that in. Because they diapers. do. In the, they're like, in diapers. And I'm like, 
Yeah. Yeah, I went, absolutely. Sure. Um, also, I said moonlights instead of midnights. I, I, I fixed it. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you did fix it. You've had a lot of whiskey, and I'm like, in moonlights? In, moon, in <laughs> mirrors? In moonlights is kind of romantic, though, It is. Right? Very, right? very, like, walk by the sounds pier. Like midnights. Yeah, midnight cute. sounds like scary. Moonlight sounds like romantic. It's romantic. Well. Right. Um, um, okay. So, so yeah. now... I mean, you're I going talk- to King Kong. Oh, yeah, am I allowed to say that? No, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, am I allowed to say it? Oh, yeah. It's, oh, it's, okay. So it's like on the website now. We're He's doing, on King Kong. He's in King Kong. We're doing that. We're um, doing that. Everybody go see King Kong on yes, Broadway. Please do. Come. Come on, come on. I literally can't wait. Uh, Joe, my husband, who I talk about all the time, he's on the podcast last week, has never seen a Broadway show, has lived here since 2004. It's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. I think his first Broadway show is going to be I can't wait. He'll be amazing. Actually, I really want to take him to Once on this Island. It's amazing. But I think that will be a good show to integrate him into because he is an immigrant. He loves island music. Like, I think that would be a good... And it has a beautiful hierarchy story as well. You know, it's just like elegant, gorgeous. But... He does love you, so... I love Joe. I'm sure he... Joe, Joe's my shit. He is. He's everyone's shit. I, I hate it. I hate that everybody loves him more than they love me. No, oh, it's okay. Sorry. No, it's okay. Everybody loves Joe because he's a big teddy. So, King Kong. Oh, wait. Let me, let me give you, let me give you the, the jizz about swing. Like, oh, yes, 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 yes. Um, so, we swing on swung, swing, swung did... Past you swung. 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 We swung. You swung it. On for all the tracks. And, I mean, we had... So, we had, like, three... We started out with three um, male swings. It was, like, um, beautiful, gorgeous Charlie Williams, um, who was, like, the the American swing of all the American tracks. And then Julius Simonia, legendary, 17,000 credits to his name, you know, Canadian superstar. Julius Simonia, like, superstar from Canada. It's a fucking prodigy, gorgeous dancer, beautiful voice. Anyway, um, I was at the cross swing, so what I didn't know was, you know, we're, we're like we're like doing the show, and um, we're, we're like rehearsing, and they're like, okay, like let's split it up, let's split the tracks up. So you do these four, you do these four. I was like, oh, cool. Seven tracks done. We get to the theater, and then we're like going over tracks, and they're like, hope you know them all, right? And acrobatics. And I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, my head... I'm sorry I watched that show and I got a brain workout just by watching the choreography alone it's insane it's It's insane Bobby Avian is some of the hardest choreography I've seen on stage since I've lived in New York and the Broadway theater is humongous oh it's gigantic to like swing on and like quick change and then like you know if you have to like swing on halfway through the show you have to like run down six flights of steps run across the football field that is the stage downstairs and it was just it was one of the most rewarding but one of the hardest things I've ever done in my and life. eight shows a week eight shows a week and I was usually on for at least two I was gonna to say three the ensemble is on for most of the show well and I think per night I was never on for less than two to three tracks right ever so it was always like Oh, these two are out. Someone's sick. I mean, in Saigon, it was like the only time when the stage was empty was when Miss Saigon and her lover were having, like, ballads. Otherwise, you guys were still on, even if you were pantomiming in the background. It It was a lot. It was so much. Because, like, Bobby Bobby Avion was so great with, like, creating the the world and, like, 
the characterization. He wanted you to feel as if we were submerged in Saigon, obviously. And but. I think that was a beautiful job. I really, really, really loved the show. We, we, we had a great time doing it. It was amazing. But, you know, it was just one of the hardest times. But most rewarding. No, I think the show is beautiful. And I think, like, the, the hard work of everybody paid off. Because yeah. it was so, so, so wonderful. Totally. And... You know, as somebody who, like, I I had never seen Miss Saigon before I saw it, but I knew the story and the whole music because I grew up on it being it's a, a classic. person who's, uh, yeah, it's a classic. Absolutely. Uh, I remember when I was in high school, like, with my voice teacher, I sang, I swear I'd give my life for you. <laughs> I mean, it's so good, though. It's a, it's, it's a great score. It's so and good. It's, um, it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. It's a really very, very, very good story. It's stunning. Okay, so now can we talk about King Kong? Absolutely. All right, tell me about it. So we, um, it was a, it was a great moment during Saigon where I'm like handling, like I said, five tracks a night, whatever, on average, or four, maybe it's like three or four. But um, yeah, so we start getting these other auditions, and I'm like. Dude, my plate is so full with this one show. There's no way I'm gonna buy, I'm like gonna go in for anything else right now, you know. So um, get a call for King Kong, um, go in and back when I like finished architecture, I went to this company um, after training my ass off in Houston. Um, my first thing in New York was actually Cedar Lake Contemporary Ballet, um, their summer intensive, and I've never moved like that before. Never will again because it's amazing. But they're very gaga based, which is this very like um, new form of movement. Yeah, so I, I trained in that a lot, and then like probably influenced the rest of my career because um, it was just the most amazing way to move and so good for your body. Um, that after Cedar Lake, I went to NYU, and that's where I got like a scholarship and was able to like actually really focus on me and like my movement and like was lucky enough that my body agreed with my brain so whatever cool so auditions 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 now you know after saigon come to king kong the movement vocabulary took me back to company life and it was like company dance and i was like oh my god pointing feet again you right know what I mean? and like, like full extension yeah of my body, my yeah brain. it's different it's a different it was world i think we like we drew mccarty is the new thing on Broadway. He's a legend. He has an Olivier or two um, uh, in the West End. He's stunning work. Um, so charismatic. And just fresh ideas. He's about to take over. Um, and during the audition process, I mean, we did his movement style, which is very contemporary ballet and, and very company first. Um, and it was just it's gorgeous movement vocabulary. Um, so we do that. And then we do like a yoga class. And then we... Then there's like you know tasks so we had to like stand on top of you know like pick pick a partner um, we're gonna stand on top of their shoulders and walk around the room and we're gonna like then they had these poles and we're gonna like balance these poles and you know um, and then there was just like <laughs> they like take out some mats and they're like all right all my tumblers come out give us a pass and then after the pass is done they throw on some music and we had to just improvise no matter what your style was your genre it was like oh, there's a hip-hop dancer, there's, like, a Tutter, there's, like, a, a ballerina or Ailey or, you know, or Horton, you know. Um, there was just the most beautiful audition I've ever been to in my life because it was literally everyone from all walks of dance 
doing what they love to do and and sh- and I've never seen so many smiles in a room. I've never felt I was gonna say, like it feels free. It was amazing. Like it makes me like I'm like like hearing about it. Yeah. And I'm going like I want to be. In I want to be in that room. Right. What is it? There was it, honestly it was obviously everyone's like a little nervous, but like I've just never felt so at ease and at home in a room before. And it was just so nice to like experience like. We're like rooting for each other. Everyone's clapping for each other, and it was like, duh. She's obviously a hip hop dancer. I'm a tech, you know. I, I I do contemporary or whatever, and like that's awesome. We can work together. How are we gonna collaborate and make this one beast, literally beast? But like, it was gorge. I mean, and it was like that time. I like every callback was the same thing. It was just like, yeah, just all walks of dance working together to create one mission, and it was just such a beautiful thing. Can I tell you like? So, this is another thing that gets me about the, um, you know, New York performing um, artistic scene is, and I think there's a ton of people who do subscribe to this kind of narrative. It's like, mm-hmm. we're all in this. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. We're all in this and we're all fighting. And I think one of the things I love about you yeah. is... Like, for example, at, at the party we were at last weekend, there's never a negative moment with you, right? <laughs> like, I mean, I'm, I'm just, like, being very, yeah. very sincere. Like, everything is, like, work, get it, yes, oh, yeah. Like, Always support. Just unconditionally being supportive of other okay. artists. Well, and I think that that's again tied into like my background as an artist period because I didn't start out as one um I think that had I not received positive feedback even though I probably looked like shit half the time when I was on stage when I first started out or you know I'm sure there was like moments where there's like this kid's hopeless you know what I mean but the fact that I never really felt that negative vibe is like my whole purpose of like putting out positive energy like it might not even be like you know say that you're not up to par in one thing maybe it's just because you haven't found the genre yet that you're supposed to be in but i think it rubs off absolutely it rubs off it it creates a great environment absolutely i mean you have been one of my greatest champions as far as like i get insecure about things and you're like just wait for it. Yeah. Just wait for that moment. Absolutely. Like, I remember texting you. So, the rumor is yeah. across the universe is coming to Broadway. It, it um, shall. It, well, it is. Um, Lord Tamor, Lord Julie Tamor, mm-hmm. um, has D-Y. said it herself. And I've always envisioned myself as Sadie. You'd um, be amazing, Sadie. That, that, that's your part. <laughs> right. And it, I, But I also recognize that, like, there are women all over the world that say that's my part too, mm-hmm. but I'm not rooting against them. I'm Absolutely. rooting. I'm rooting for them for sure. And we're all. I, I think that's the thing that sometimes is missed in this auditioning world is that everybody's success is a success. Like your failure does not mean that you failed. 100%. It is an opportunity... For someone else. For someone else, and an opportunity for you to reevaluate. What I love is that, like, what you just told me before, you were so happy for me. I think 
you would always want that, right? You you want people to be happy for you, so when when they succeed or find success, you have to be happy for them because the minute that you that something happens in your life that skyrockets your career or makes you feel great about yourself, you want them to be so happy for you too. So it's like a yeah, it's like a, it's like a pay it forward thing. It's totally. like I mean, it's a karmic thing. It's it, it's a cyclic uh, cyclical thing. It's um, I guess I don't know. I I just uh, maybe the reason why I've been out of the performing industry lately is because I feel like it's just gotten really toxic, or maybe it got toxic for me right. personally. I want to jump back in, and I, I want to jump think, back in. Like yeah. I I want to like cannonball back in absolutely and you should and you should always feel that way i think one of the best things that i've ever heard like in an audition room was like the confidence level and it's it's like more than what it seems it's like yeah we we give up you know we sacrifice pretty much our livelihood for this career because we said we're we all agree we signed the, the in blood you know what i'm saying to not be a millionaire to you know um to be at the at the mercy of kind of what the shows are, what the what the climate is, what the casting is, what the material is. Um, we're always going to be vulnerable in some way. You know what I mean? But the great thing that we have that a lot of people don't have is the outlet. People Absolutely. don't... I, I hate to say, like, normal people because that's not, like, a term I want to use, but, like, non-creative people don't have the voice, the dance the, the movement that outlet to let out their feelings whether positive negative performative they they don't know how to mm-hmm. do it and and we do and Unless that's something forget, that's absolutely. very ethereal for sure and i think i think what we oftentimes forget because of instagram and like oh uh, i booked this she booked that my career's going well mine isn't it's like what are we actually doing this for, right? We're putting a mirror on the audience and we're giving them right back what they gave us, an experience, right? We want to make sure that they're feeling something. So sometimes I think also with what I love about you is that when shit might not be working out for a certain, you know, Broadway or this or the theater world isn't happening right now for you or... I'm just saying that, you know... No, you're right. Do you know what I mean? Or, like, if you're trying to, to do, like, TV, television, and then you're not getting called in or anything, that's giving you a 100% obligation to create your own work and create your own platform. And I think that's anybody... And, I mean, I, I look at a lot of, um, you know, recent choreographers and friends um, that are on Broadway now that... Um, weren't booking or there was like a down season for them and then they turned that into like all right cool well let me like go and and figure out how i can just rather than maybe i might not fit into this voice that they need me to be but i do have a voice and i'm gonna go create my own work and how am i gonna make that important because that'll speak to somebody before you know a casting will do you know what i mean a hundred percent like uh, one of the best things i've ever learned like from living in new york and hearing about uh different ideologies is like the idea of following your joy right totally, totally. so if you follow your joy you are guaranteed to have a successful life 100 percent. 
Um, also the power of no, and you know, that's so real. You know, it's like, like you said, you like, I, I'm not just going to do, um, original Mamma Mia. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like the, the power of, of saying, I'm not going to do certain material. Or I'm not going to take certain roles. And I honestly, I love swinging and I loved what I did with Saigon, but I, it was a lot for me. It was very stressful. Yeah. And I think, um, I'm not up for that stress sometimes. So I think yep. for me, I love having a routine. I love mm-hmm. having just a certain, yes. you know, regimen throughout my life. And, and a little, that normalcy keeps me sane. And um, so I, I took swinging off my resume and I, I made sure that like, I was seen as just I respect that. So I, I respect it, that. It just, it, it took me a while to really like grasp that because I was, I was getting called into swing many things and it was yeah. just, which shall be nameless, um, but, <laughs> but it was just a matter, Spooky it was, the, bitch. yeah. No, right. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm it, kidding. No, it's fine. It, it was just the hardest thing to, to be like, wow, I could really not work for a while, yeah. but I'd rather work and be happy with the work uh, that I do. Consciously doing. work. Right. Yeah. As opposed to just get what I can and, you know. 1,000%. Yeah. No. Okay, um, my bladder is about to burst, so let's take a short break. Um, we're gonna come back, talk to Mikey about um, pop culture. We're gonna uh, like, we're gonna do some like fun shady tea spelling shit. I love tea shady. Yes. All right. See you in a little bit. Yeah, bye. bye. We are back. Living. Living. Um, Living single. So we've talked about. Um, a lot of heavy stuff, a lot of we got really deep. career, blah, 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 acting, la la la. Um, <laughs> let's get into some fucking trashy shit. I'm scared. Listen, the world sucks. <laughs> it America sucks right now. Sucks right now. So let's fucking get into the trash. Oof. Let's get into it. First of all, cheers. First of all, cheers. <laughs> Second of all, Favorite trash reality TV right now? Oh shit! Right now or right. ever? Well, right now and ever. Right now and ever. When I just want to like feel cute and bougie, I just watch like the Kardashians. Okay. And just like let that roll in yeah. the back. Like, it's like white noise. All right. What are your feelings on Kylie with the whole Forbes billionaire thing? I'm kind of living for it. Okay, you are. I am. I'm here for it. Like I'm empowered by her. Okay. She's she's doing what she did. You know what I mean? My, I don't want to say issue. Okay. Because I want to be supportive. Everybody. Right, right, right. Everybody. I wish she was more educated. Mm hmm. And I think that that's not her fault. I think that's a Kris Jenner fault. Absolutely. But I think with that, it's like if you're being the face of something. Thing and you're kind of entrusting. Yeah, I totally get you. I also feel like I want her to pick a not loser person to be with for the rest of her life. Situation. I know. I it's, feel yeah. like the men in her life. She have does like used to, her. Yeah. Used her money and used her fame. This is true. And let's just be straight on it. Do it. I feel most of the Kardashian boyfriends use them. But like, what, what about like of, what about like the Kardashian curse? You know what I mean? Like, well, okay, there's that. But I feel like at some point it's like okay, so everybody's like, oh, Tristan Thompson, whatever. You knew what you were getting into you when you dated her. Into. So like, don't like what the fuck? 
are you are you so fucking stupid that you could date a Kardashian <laughs> and think you could get away with fucking cheating on her? Are you a fucking idiot? Like you're dumb. You messed up. And it's like, oh, it's a curse, whatever. It's like you made that choice 100%. to date a Kardashian. Yeah. Knowing what the background was it wasn't like you came out of like like you messed up well, outer really. space and we're like what's a kardashian you right. knew what the fuck was going you on you knew what's happening i also like um housewives which one atlanta okay my so, go-to kind of well nothing will ever top so that you could buy yourself medium-sized pizza um uh, so you so you grab a shot now check that now check that um nothing will ever beat that um, I'm a Beverly Hills gal okay. through and through. Mm. I have dabbled with every other housewife. What do you think of Potomac? I was not a well, fan. Well, I never got into Potomac. Um, they were like serving like um, a little more like reserved. Like I don't have to tell you ugly to let you know that you're ugly. You already <laughs> know it. I never got into Potomac, but Beverly Hills is my consistent. Mm. Um. I watched New York for a while. I watched Atlanta for a while. I watched New York for a while. Orange County for a while. I just think Atlanta got, like, I was, like, living for Atlanta. And then I think, like, okay, drama's cute for a little while. But then, like, everyone starts, like, not everyone can have a fucking fashion line. And, like, a be, you know. It just got to, like, everyone's trying to have their jump off from the show. And it's like, wait, right. well, we're here for the show. Like, okay, I don't so want to see your spinoff like, situation. That's what The Bachelor has become now. I don't right. know if you ever watched that. Um, my friend Gabby Sorrentino, who just got Hamilton Broadway, um, she just moved up from the Chicago cast. So, right over. Hi, Gabby. She a Bachelor fan? She's a Bachelor okay. fan. I am too. And the only reason I ever got into it was because I lived in a sorority house mm. my junior year of college at it's my so first that. college. It's so that. It's so bad that it's good. No, it's so that. So it's like, the it's purest form of escapism. But now it's just like girls go on because they want to be Instagram famous. famous or guys go on because they want to be the next big trainer. Right. So. I mean, they're pretty hot it, though. It makes, Yeah. I mean, it makes it interesting in that respect, but it also is, like, it's so manufactured. I think, like, honestly, my new reality shit has become, I'm obsessed with, like, Instagram reality, right? That becomes into a TV show. Like, um, Dr. Pimple Popper. What's that? Oh, my God. So, Dr. Pimple Popper is this woman that I started following, like, two years ago on Instagram. And she is, like, um, she pops pimples. Like, she's, like, a facial, like, cosmetic... What's it called? Esthetician? Esthetician. 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 Is that what it's called? (laughs) (laughs) Whatever the fuck it's called, yes. Esthetician. Esthetician. Oh, I said, Esthetician. Esthetician. Señorita. Oh no, I'm terrible. I'm it's terrible. fine. No, it's fine. That's really good. I'm so white. Oh, it's terrible. I'm white being it's white. Fine. <sighs> <laughs> no, but um, okay. So she is this like beautiful. So she's like beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I think she's, I think she's Filipino. Probably. She's an islander. G- gorgeous cheekbones, eyes, Serving face, all, all tiny. Years. Sweet, charismatic, but she pops like large cysts and blackheads and things. And so she has this Instagram page, and now TLC has granted to her, or no, it's E, E has granted to her her own show. You know, gross. Um, <laughs> I can't. 
Um, I, I do give you life on botched, though. I kind of okay, love the last botched episode of Which the woman who decided to get herself injected with pigments to become black. That was a lot. I was watching that with Joe. Like, well, I wasn't watching with Joe. I had it on because I record botched. And I was like, Joe, get into this room. And this he's like, what's happening? What's job. happening? And I was like, there's a woman who used to be white and German. And now she got herself injected. And now she's black. And we literally just watched it and just laughed at the whole thing. Where was she? What, did she want to undo it? No. She, like, she, she was like, now... We think we in the African culture. It's like it was crazy. It was uh, literally crazy. Gold. Uh, just ugh. that kills me. What what gives me life is like the rich ones with like oh sorry like so much work that like like this is my you know my temple like and they have like seventeen jobs to their name. You know what I mean? And it's like and then they're like oh we, I, I want one more. And it's like, bitch, you know we weren't going to, like, give that to you. Okay, you know what's fascinating to me are the sugar babies. Sugar babies? The the girls who have a sugar daddy. Oh. And. Is that what they're called? Sugar babies, I yeah. I know that. I thought they were um, candy. Would you ever be a sugar baby? Um, uh, no. I think you're too independent to ever be a sugar baby. I've had. Well, I've had like relationships that lean to. Um, I'm not to talking be, about somebody financially right. taking care of. What, you. There's what, a what difference say, between right, right. a sugar daddy and like a financial supporter. Right. Well, I think I personally have a moral compass, so <laughs> <laughs> I just think that like, like I said, I've had like relationships where like they've been very wealthy and they just want to take care of everything, and it's fun for like a month. And then it's it ends up being like you know, the the with nothing's for free in this life. So there's a certain element of control, and it's like I don't, you know, when you want to go do do your own thing or like be creative or stuff, and no, yeah, that's what happened. Like, they, they were just like so like oh, you know like I think it was during Saigon, <laughs> Jesus, um, here we go, and like um, you know he was like this amazing event planner. And Matt Gala and Shabby Renee Lemus, but like he um, was, you know, I, I was like studying, cramming for like like tech week or something, trying to memorize my tracks. Like, what are you doing? Like, I'm doing my job. Like he's like, oh, why? Just put that shit down. Just I'll take care of you. Just be at home when I get here. And it's like, no, I'm not property. Right. What are you talking it, about? Yeah, I think that's the the thing. Is like Nothing if you really want to live that life, you have to like succumb to another person. There's definitely rules. Always rules. One hundred percent. Yeah. That's why I love Erica Jane. I love Erica Jane because my mom's like a super fan. Well, because Erica Jane is what you would write off if you first looked at her situation as a sugar baby and her husband as a sugar daddy. Totally. However, Erica Girardi makes her own fucking rules. She does. She lives her own fucking life. It's the epitome of sugariness. And she is not a kept woman. No. You try to shut that bitch up, she will scream. It's over. It's over. 100%. Okay. Oh, oh, reality show Christmas Past. Um, Making the Band. Oh, wait, which season? Bitch, all of them. Okay, wait. Can we talk about Making the Band season one? With um, O-Town? O-Town. 
Do you know that oh, Dan yeah. Miller was from Twinsburg, Ohio? No my idea. hometown. No idea. Dan Miller is friends with my sister-in-law's whole family because no they were all in show choir together in Twinsburg, Ohio, in my hometown. I live. That's kind of fierce. When I was a freshman in high school, Dan Miller, it was like still when like O-Town was cool. It was like 2002. He came to sit down and talk to us at show choir practice. Great. And I remember fucking flipping out. Dan Miller. Oh my God. That's the one. Yeah. And O-Town's still performing. I mean, I was so about it. What was it? All for love. Oh, yeah. They also did, um, they, baby, I'm all for love. They also did liquid dreams. My liquid dreams. I dream about a girl that makes a destiny's job. With Janet Jackson's smile. Throwing a body like Jennifer, you are. You remember it way more than I do. Oh, I just remember like the little like bass yeah. part that I could do, like my leg were dreams. My leg were dreams. But okay, Damn. so then let's talk about like making the band. Let's talk about Danity. Let's talk about fucking Danity fucking Kane. Let's talk about Lorgan the Gibson. Let's wait, get wait, into wait, 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 wait. Okay, Danity Kane. There's so much to unpack here, but let's unpack the fact that Aubrey O'Day had an affair with Donald Trump Jr. and how I followed that shit from beginning to end when it came out because it was fucking fascinating. I 100% had no idea. What? Are you serious? That's disgusting. So. That's disgusting. I can't believe, you need to like Google this tea. So Aubrey O'Day, literally when she was on The Apprentice, had an affair with Donald Trump Jr. when he was with Vanessa Trump, who they just separated, like, publicly. And there is, like, a timeline of Aubrey posting on her Twitter and Instagram and everything of, like, never posting him, but, like, posting his toes and, like, being like, my man set up this for me. Or, like, tweeting out, like, you will never fulfill him. I'm the only one who will fulfill him. I mean, it's... Like, public tea. It is... Laundry out to Scandal. Like, it is scandalicious. Like, thongs and jockstraps just yes. out to dry for public Correct. And Disgusting. nobody knew until they had this very public breakup. That's the like, guy. this year. That but this happened guy. all back in, like, 2015 oh. or whatever. She was on the fucking Celebrity Apprentice. It was the most fascinating BuzzFeed article I've ever read. That's so fierce. I hate to say that, but like... You were sucked in. Oh, I sucked it. I that's, was totally sucked that's in. That's journalism. That is finest. Um, but also... <laughs> we in the car. We riding slow. We doing things that the girls don't do. Bro, bro, bro. That's, that's the like, you know, the, the concert version. That's yes. good. Yes, yes. Um, Alright. Favorite big A-list celebrity breakdown of all time. Ooh. Breakdown? I mean, there's so many to choose from. Like, 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 oh, I hate Mm -hmm. hate watching people. No, but like, think about a lot of people have survived these breakdowns. So like, talk about their breakdown. Talk about why you love to see them on the other side. Okay, Demi Lovato. (gasps) Easy. 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 Easy, easy. Because... I'm sorry, that bitch Did you see the has doc- got it all. Have you seen the documentary that she had on Netflix? No. You must see it. It's on Netflix, Tim the Water. Um she just That ta- bitch? She that her latest album it's is stunning. on repeat. One thousand percent. Every track is amazing. Every track. 
Um, which so is like, girl. I'm a you're my hitchhiker. Mm. Oh, everything, goes, everything. Yeah. That girl. She gives me life. No, she gives. I want. I yeah. live for that. Oh, she gives oh, you life. She's like, oh, try. <laughs> we should make this a song, you guys. No, she legit talks about the beat, like what we just talked about earlier. Um, she talks about like the rise and fall of, of fame and success, how it is to be a kid in show business, how it is to go through this business in the public eye, how. Um, you know, how she battled with depression, how that turned to cocaine abuse and mm-hmm. drug abuse, and how now she's sober. And she, I think she, like, hit, like, she hit a dancer. It was, like, public knowledge I didn't know about. Like, I one of her backup dancers. She's, like, on a plane. It's in the docu. She's, like, on a plane, apparently. And, like, I guess we're going... Uh, plane or a bus. And, like... Probably exhausted, coked up, something, everything, stressed. Out. Yeah, and I think I think it was more about um, an intervention. I think one of the dancers were trying to confront her um, about her addiction, and she was upset. and she acted out because yeah. she found out about it and then went to the bus and went to town on her ass. But you know what I'm saying? I think it's just really respectable to be like, "Look, y'all have a problem, and I've been acting crazy." And she totally did. Documentary's amazing. You must check it out. It's so good. I have to watch that. It's um, super cool. I'm going to say my favorite one was Miley. Miley Cyrus. Because I think that pre-Miley breakdown. Great. Pre-Wallhead. I didn't really think that, to, to be really honest, I didn't really think that she was super talented. Because she was doing such monotone basic songs she all of a sudden has this breakout and then she has her moment where she's doing her bangers album and then she starts to fucking sing and she starts to release and she starts to when I heard her and Ariana Grande sing um um, da, 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 da. hey now, hey now, don't dream they did a duet, it's over. They did a duet. Ugh, hey now, hey now. And I heard that and I was like, this is it. And then yeah, her Malibu sweet. album and... Here's the thing what I love about just the American culture. Well, the American culture, scratch that. What I love about what we do, scratch that. <laughs> What I love about about that is that it's about the struggle to rise, and I think that's that's such a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. I'm an underdog. Yeah, rise from the ashes. Be a phoenix. Be a phoenix. One hundred percent. Think that no one likes me at first. At first go ever. 100%. Be the ugly duckling. I'm always, rise into the swan. Always that, and I think what people love is like a work ethic, and like yeah. they. I love one of my favorite fucking things in the world is to show people like wrong that their perception of me was not correct you know what I mean and I sometimes I actually had a moment um where I think I let it affect me so much that I would show up ravaged and like hungover and do you know what I'm saying like I would show up like defeated already for the mere like no I, I can't prove you wrong but then I was like what am I doing you know what I mean? This like, is my question. Is always, for what? 
That's always my question. For what? For what? For what? For what? What is it? What is it? For what? Why? <laughs> but for what? For what? No, seriously though. Like, this is our life. We get one. Right. We get one life. We get limited time. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows how much time we have. Yeah. Why spend time making people feel make, or letting people make you feel less than? Absolutely. Why? Absolutely. And that's what I love about these celebrity breakdowns. Look at fucking Britney. Still that worried. bitch had the melt down Several over years. T- eleven years ago. Yeah, it was, but it lasted so long too. Like it was just like this. Oh, the headlines were like for years. It was like, give her a goddamn break. Like she's right trying to do her thing out here. To be honest, leave Brady alone. Like um, everyone, chill. That's fine. Um, Mariah. Respect and love. I saw her for my birthday last year, or two years ago in Vegas. All my best Wait, you out. have worked with Tanaka, right? Yeah, Brad Tanaka. It's <laughs> Kind of hot, too. You don't understand. So, like, Jed, Jed, my best friend, you guys heard her on episode one, is so in love with Brian Tanaka. He's kind of fucking hot. Beautiful. And their relationship is going strong? I think he's he's really good at like letting because a lot to live up to. Yeah, Mariah like, is a, a very alpha. She's an alpha. Absolutely, a hundred percent. What was so funny about it was we went to Vegas. Like she called the shots on the stage, no matter what. She's like, oh, be right back. Forgot my uh, my suspenders. She's no, like, like literally, I went to go like, see her for the Christmas show, and she sang maybe 50% of the show but put on the fucking I'm sorry I'm just like real I think my thing is I laugh because I want that I want to be able to just show up and be like well here she is that bitch when she was like where's my hot tea I was like bitch where is her hot tea where is her hot go get her hot tea for her Jesus Christ get her fucking hot tea they said there was who was that girl with no chin that was like her Oh, I'm sorry. That was mean. Because um, I, I have issues about my chin. But the girl that was her assistant for a hot second on Mariah's World. I didn't see all of Who got fired. Her. And she, who's going to get Mariah her hot fucking tea? Who's going to goddamn get it? Somebody get it. No one's on this? No, no. Yeah. We're not there. It's fine. Nobody knows how to set up her fucking apple tea <laughs> to get her fucking hot tea. Anyway, I okay. think I like spit my drink out for New no, Like hard. I legit lost it. I was like, of course. <laughs> but you know what? America wanted that. Like did. you didn't invite her on to sing a great show. No, you didn't. You invited you, you, her you on. Wanted to sab- so we wanted to sabotage Mariah. You and we wanted did. her to fail. All right. I hate that. Favorite diva of all time. One, two, three, go. Don't think about it. Answer the question. Boy or girl. Does it matter? Either. Janet Jackson. <gasps> Why? Um, the bitch is flawless, timeless, can dance her titties off, always gives it to her dancers, aka the kids, aka half my friends in LA. Y'all better do it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she's legendary. She's so good at like paying credit words due. She's just like a legacy. She's had like literally a single for the last five decades at least or an yes. album I think my favorite diva of all time yeah who's yours Cher oh Janice Joplin okay so 
growing up, Mariah. Uh, 100%. All I wanted to be was Mariah. Daydream is from beginning to end the best album I've ever heard in my Probably life. Amazing. I also live for like for like um a little um for what was the Mind Again album? Baby, you can be mine. Uh, you mean treating me kind? Mm-hmm. Oh, like not like original. You're talking about uh, like. I live for like oh the emancipation. Of oh, emancipation. Was probably like fucking amazing. So, my favorite Mariah is Daydream, Honey, um, or I'm sorry, Butterfly. Butterfly. Spread your wings and a butterfly, but you would become a butterfly. Oh, that bundling into the sun. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's so good. Um, yeah. For me, though, I would like to see her pay it back a little bit more to artists. I don't feel like she yeah. wants to open the door for the next Mariah. But even like with Ariana Grande, who's my shit. That's my that's my jam. Okay, one hundred percent. Let's talk about her. Um, Are you in favor of what she's doing right now? Love it. Love it. Love I it. love it. It's amazing. I love her and Pete Davidson. Like, I love. I, yeah, I was like super shocked, but also like he better do that. Like I love, she but I love the content and, like, she's coming out with right now. I love it. It's amazing. I feel like she's having her transitional moment. Here's the thing: it's like pop is so like. I think sometimes pop gets a bad rep. It has a place though in music, and like she is pop. She is. She's like exactly what it is. So I think like for her to. Oh, well, I need to do an R&B album, or I need to go more... No. Do what you need to do, bitch. She's doing pop, and she does it fucking well. Yep. She sings okay. these goddamn amazing songs. Sorry. I need to say, Mariah was my number one, but throughout my 20s, Gaga, mm, to today, she's, she's my queen. That beast. Um, did you hear that she is projected to be in the running for... Best Actress, along with Bradley Cooper, and along for Best Picture for A Star Is Born. I haven't seen it yet. Well, it like it is just released to outsiders. It was right like now. super industry. Or, or I'm sorry, not in outsiders. Indeed. Um, insiders. Yeah. Um, I hope she gets an EGOT. That would be amazing. I want that bitch to be an EGOT winner. Does she have it all? She has Grammys. She. She'll get Tony's. There's no... She just has to do one show and it'll sell out. I'm pretty sure she has Emmys for American Horror Story. Okay. Um, so... The thing about it is she's a musical, she's a musical theater yeah. first and are trained. So it's like with her, she can, she can do everything. You know what I mean? I think She's what I love about streets. Lady Gaga is not only do I love her talent, but I love who she is as an, a human being. Yeah, she seems like an amazing person. I, I, just everything she stands for. Did you see for, um, Five Foot? Uh, I've watched Five Foot Two like 5,000 5, times. I live for it. It's absolutely stunning. When she gets drunk and she's like talking about the Madonna situation, I live. She's like, I don't care. Let's make out. Like, I'll eat you out. Let's do it. <laughs> 
Like, she's super cool. No, when she's, like, standing there, and oh, my favorite thing is, like, when she's standing there in that bodysuit, and she's got, like, her shorts rolled down, like, for her, like, love handles, which we she all have. not like, give a fuck hips, And she's, like, she's talking about her relationship with Taylor Kinney, and she's, like, I'm 30. I just don't give a fuck, or something like that. I'm, like... Bitch, same. 100%. Bitch, same. I'm 30. I don't give a fuck. 100%. I mean, honestly, I think up to this year, it was, like, not... I was, like, so, like, oh, I had to have, like, a body. I had to have, like, abs. I had to, like, go to the gym every day. But, like, I don't know what it is about 30. Literally, I went to, like, Spain and Italy and, like, ate all this food. And it took, like, an eat, pray, love moment. You know what I mean? And, like, I ate everything... I didn't give a fuck. I had the best time of my life. When I got back, I'm not saying that, like, you know, gym is obviously really good for you. But, like, fuck. Who cares? Oh, no. She's right. a little chubby. Or, like, oh, he has a little roll well, with you. Like, who gives a fuck? I think of this, like, who this cares? is my thing. And we got to wrap this up because we're getting verbatim. I know. We'll always but, do this. But, like, we could, like, talk for, like, 500 more hours. But at the end of your life, on your deathbed. Okay. What do you want to think about? Um, uh, all the times that you had that were good and amazing and the people you met or like how many times you went to the gym. I think about that all I, the Oh, absolutely. 100%. And that's what right. I think about too. I'm like, oh yeah, you might live longer. But how many of those hours did you spend in the gym? Right. Looking how at many hours did like, you spend unhappy? Right. How many hours did you spend worrying about what other people thought of you? Right. How many of those times did you spend feeling bad about something that you could have easily turned around and felt good about. Right, and yes, discipline, but also, like, the discipline of thought. Like, I actually want to sleep in today. You know what I mean? Or, like, not to be lazy, but... God damn it, I want French fucking toast, and I want lots of syrup and butter, and I'm about to, like, eat the shit up with some bacon, bitch, bye. And a lot of times when you do things like that, you're with people you love. And you're with people you care about, and you're making connections, and you're spreading Absolutely. energy. Well, and look, what are we if we aren't what are the, that energy that we spread? And what, I think one of the biggest Latin thing, like one of the biggest Latin trademarks, like my mom and me would like fight and fight and fight. But the it had it didn't even have words. But one of the most unsaid things and most beautiful turnarounds is like we'd fight, take some separation, and she start cooking. And then it wasn't fucking greens, bitch. It was rice and arroz gandules with chicken and, and tostones. And it was like the most mega meal, carb-loaded bullshit. She wasn't looking at fucking carbs. She was like, this is wholesome food. This will bring us back together. And it always did. So it's like... Food is the way to the heart. Food is. I mean, literally, that's 100%. the only reason I have a husband is because I know how to cook. <laughs> <laughs> And he's fine as fuck. And he's fine as fuck. But <laughs> I literally, 99% of my relationship is just keeping him fed. And that's, you know. No, I, I joke. But seriously, though, food is a way to the heart. It is. It is. And, um, and happiness is too. Yes. I'm very, very, very grateful to have you on the show. I'm Mike, so can you um, plug yourself a little bit? Okay. Talk about your new show talk about your instagram your website everything yeah um instagram's my, at my burger um my burger.com 
Um, actually, so I'm starting to transition also into choreography. Ooh. I have a couple of shows coming up. Um, one is Leg of Light, uh, Let Jesus Cut. <laughs> I have a show, a couple of Jesus Christ Cut. Um, <laughs> I have a couple of choreography shows um, coming up. One is um, Night of Life at Hudson Terrace Ooh, on Hudson August yeah. 27th. Okay. And then I just got word of another one today, which I'm super, super excited about because I'm so happy to be a part of this program. It's for um, the Jazz Dance Project downtown at um, the Capizio Dance um, Center. And it's going to be on um, October 28th. It's an exciting way to get like some of my choreography stuff out there and some of my ideas getting started and it's just the beginning. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So come um, on, check it out. <laughs> you guys, first Broadway star on my show. So excited. Second to Shannon Ellen, <laughs> obviously. Uh, no. Uh, not a Broadway star yet. Um, but about to be soon. Um, <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. No, thank you for being on. I think this was like really great and really fun. And we, um, I definitely think we talked a lot longer than we either of us anticipated. It's the whiskey, Um, probably. (laughs) The whiskey. Um, You guys, Camp Shan Babe is all about love, uh, positivity, uh, artistic natured people coming together and making a difference. Find me at Camp Shan Babe on Instagram. Shannon Allen Music is my personal Instagram. Um, rate, review, subscribe. SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts is where you can find me. I'm here every week. If you want to be on my show, if you listen, if you're creative, even if you're not really in the creative field, but you've got some fun things to say, hit me up, CampShanBabe at gmail.com. I love you guys. Mike, say goodbye to the people. Thanks so much for listening, guys. And thank you so much for having me, darling. My little pudding pop. Ooh, pudding pop. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I can't do it. I can't do it. Do it. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Guys, love you so much. See you later. See you next week. I love you. Goodbye. Welcome to Camp Champagne, where everything is free. This time for love and laughter. This time. Always welcome here with a lion tiger. You-